What's going on, everybody? You are now tuning to another episode of Everyday Heroes, and we got real name Winton, Jazz, the Queen Lioness, Art of Dragons, and Rodney on the show. And before we get into anything, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on the show. This is Everyday Heroes. Google us. We are on Google. You can, you know, number one ranked in, in our category. And uh, you can find us on all streaming platforms. So we in the mix. We finally reached 400 subscribers. We have face masks. We have hoodies. We are going to go ahead and get this raffle started this week. By the time this podcast comes out, we might be in the middle of giving away some free stuff for you guys. All right? So definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, JB couldn't make it tonight. Go Steelers. Um, and all right. So let's go ahead and get into our week. So. Jazz, how was your week? It's been blessed. Blessed on blessed. Everything is good. I'm excited to be here today. All right. All right. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And Art of Dragons, how was your week? It is the start of football season, so I am very unexcited. <laughs> Other than that... <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I thought you were a football fan. I'm I'm a good pretend football fan. Like if I if I'm in the environment, I know what's going on. But also, it's like really. Did so, you have a Buccaneers tattooed on you or something like that, or? No, not, not a tattoo. I, I <laughs> not did a tattoo. Say she had it on her back one episode. Did did I say that? You you totally said that. I'm I. That sounds like something I would say. So go Bucks. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna take it home. <laughs> they, they took a hot L last night. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm sorry for any Tampa like fans out there. <laughs> I'm sorry for any Buccaneers fans out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Steelers fan. They're playing right now, so I'm going to be eating my words, too. Um, so um, my week has been great. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on a lot of music, uh, working on a lot of uh, production, trying to manage more instead of do more. And that's what my life is about right now. I need to spend time with my family. Spend time with my friends and get ready for the holidays because I'm gonna cook up everything. Mm-hmm. All right, so Rodney, how was your week, man? Oh man, it was uh pretty good so far. Um, we're <laughs> getting ready for this hurricane coming through. All right, all right. I, I forgot mm-hmm. about that actually. I mean, yeah, it's coming through like what this weekend yeah. or something like that. Nah, it's coming through either tonight or tomorrow. Whoo, man. Let me go ahead and get my yeah. back- backups ready. Um, but he's located in Alabama, so when oh. you're you're okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah, you're Sometimes okay. I, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. we're good. All right. No, nah, it's just a category uh, category two, so that's not oh, so bad. They aren't too bad as long as they don't have tornadoes in them. You know, there mm-hmm. was one that had tornadoes in them like some years back, and it just messed up everything. It was a category two, but they that's aren't a, too bad. Not a good combination. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Hurricane Andrew, my home roof went off and everything you know there's a cow in front of my yard wow man but uh <laughs> yeah man i lived in what miami do back about then. that I, I don't know man just you know cut it up and did eat you it. tell it to move talk about you let's hear where you come from you know you you know you know uh, where you come from you know your background a little bit how you got into being a financial broker. So let's run down a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, uh, I actually am uh, 
uh, so I'm two, uh, not married, no kids. Um, I I am a football player, by the way, over here talking about some. She don't like no football. I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, I uh, played college football, played high school football, I ran track, uh, played basketball. So I, I I was an athlete, but um, how I got into financial brokerage at all was I actually went to school for finance. Um, just because I wanted to learn how to flip money, you know, I wanted to learn how to uh, flip houses and real estate. And, and, and I just wanted, I just never really wanted to work for people, but, um, I've always been a good worker, no matter who I worked for, but I just was like, you know, I need to find a way to get out of this. Cause I remember growing up seeing, you know, people, my dad associated with, he wasn't a business owner, but he knew business owners. And him being around them kind of made me think about, I was like, man, how is this person free during the day like this? You know, what are they doing? Or, or how come I see this person with a new house every year? I'm like, what, what's up with that? And it, even though I didn't know what was going on, it planted a seed in my mind that there was something more than just playing football. Because guys, to be honest, I, I 100% thought the only way I was going to get rich, and I think this is an issue with a lot of men in the black community is we think that the only way to get rich would have been to play a sport or, you know, be some type of entertainer. And me being exposed to it just opened my mind and and it made me say, OK, well, why do I keep on picking all these super high paying uh, career fields? Well, I just wanted to make a lot of money. And uh, I was like, well, why do I want to make that much money? And I thought because I wanted to do what I saw my dad's friends do which is flipping houses and having businesses and all that type of stuff so i was like if i'm gonna do that why not make my major finance and i did it and that is like i had a lot of people tell me like that was the hardest major and i'm one of them type of people i don't care about difficulty at all i care about the potential result um and uh same thing with the air force i'm an Air, air force veteran too by the way um, and when I wanted to go into the Air Force, they were like, that's the hardest one to get in. Again, I don't care about difficulty. I care about results. Is this going to get me what I want? And, you know, I saw that getting me what I want. So I did it. And it was very difficult. But um, the further I got in finance, the fewer black people there were. And uh, I started kind of seeing that there was a void that needed to be filled. And, and it just kind of inspired me to, I was like, I need to figure out some way that I can uh, make a career, you know, bettering the black community financially. Don't get me wrong. I help everybody. I have clients of all colors, all ethnicities. Um, but I got into it because I wanted to help black people, you know. So uh, I don't know if that's enough about me, but that's that's basically how I got into financial brokerage. No, I mean, I, I mean, that's that's truly amazing um you know what you're saying actually that's that's really good stuff and our viewers would definitely appreciate that that's that's definitely some really good stuff so we'll get into uh, into some questions um so we'll get a round table going so let's start let's start with uh arm dragons arm dragons what kind of questions do you have for rodney today i knew you're gonna do that first and that's fine because i'm so prepared even though i just dropped my pen so i saw you went to the university of alabama that's this is also this this is well, kind of University of South Alabama. Sorry? It's University of South Alabama. Oh, forgive me. Okay. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so, yeah, I was supposed to go there. Oh, really? Now? Yeah. Oh, well, didn't you? 
Yeah, I mean, it was out of state, so obviously I didn't go. <laughs> That's awesome. But that was, that was just a comment. That wasn't a, a question. <laughs> so you made a post about um, why men need vision and goals, and um, instead of pursuing women, pursue goals. Can you elaborate more on that? Oh, yeah, I've been on my page. <laughs> yeah, I can. So the reason I said that is because I've seen... I'll say this, don't get me wrong. I think the right woman or a good woman is so beneficial to a man's life, but I also think that women are men's biggest distractions. They will pursue a woman sometimes before they handle their business. Or, or, or it's men that don't have, they don't have a place to stay. They don't even have a car, but they over here trying to holler at you. I'm just like, that don't make no sense to me. Why, if you don't have yourself together, what are you doing trying to pursue a woman? It's how I personally feel. Um, so I'm just like, I, yeah, men are like that. And I don't like when women talk to those dudes. It, it just like irks my nerves. Cause I'm just like, you know, women complain about how men are uh, uh, so much. And I'm just like, you're, you're egging it on in a way, you know? If if of the if these guys don't have to be something or do something with their life and they can still have you, they have no incentive to want to grow or improve themselves. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's kind of where that came from. Um, I 100 agree with that. By the way, go ahead. How can we stop generational poverty? Good question. Um, I could expand. And on that, like, really wide. I would say by starting with breaking generational ignorance. And what I mean by that is if you give people money and they don't have the knowledge of how to use it or they don't have the self-esteem to not blow it, right, or not to follow, um, follow the crowd, it's just going to be lost anyway. Um, and if a person is born under poverty, but he is knowledgeable in business, finance, or just, you know, any of that type of stuff, he's going to eventually elevate with a whole lot. But I mean, most people like, and not to brag, but just what I've made in the last six months, some people work two, three, two to three, two, three, five years for it sometimes. Just depends on how much they make a, a, a year. And again, I'm not saying that to brag, but it's the skills and knowledge that I developed that got me to that point. So everything after me is going to be bigger than everything before me because of what I, you know, learned and and, and how I expanded my mind and um, the skills I developed. So generational wealth can exist without the knowledge to go with it. And generational poverty can't continue to exist without us remaining ignorant. So when people pass up the opportunities to learn or pass up situations that challenge them um, that might be outside of their comfort zone. All they're doing is keeping themselves on the same level or even declining. So yeah, to end generational poverty, you have to end generational ignorance because uh, false knowledge, fears, insecurities, all that stuff gets passed down generation after generation too. Somebody's got to make that decision, decide to learn and change. And then last question, can you explain the difference to us between passive income and, and, um, and uh, active income? 
Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So active income is income that you make by working. You're actually physically doing something to earn that money. Passive income is when you're making money and you're doing no work whatsoever. And uh, a lot of people want to uh, make passive income. All right. But they never make they in order to create passive income, you have to take your active income and invest it in a way that creates the passive income. And it might take passive income to grow to be enough for you not to have to work. But um, another uh, just some mistakes a lot of people make is they focus so much on active income because they they're trying to spend now. They're trying to live it up now that they want to have a lot of active income, but they don't take any of that active income and, and turn it into passive. So they never end up stopping. They never are able to stop work at, working at all. So, you know, passive income is where you don't have to work to make that money. That money is making you money or that opportunity or business venture or whatever. It's basically you're, you're making money without your efforts. Active income is you making money with your efforts. Nobody ever will stop working unless you start focusing on the passive income. Thank you. All right. All right. No, mm -hmm. that's that's really good. That's really good stuff, man. That's really good. Really so FSU. Right. So um um so so you you know you do you you do uh you're a financial broker, right? Mm -hmm. And um is there anything else you do to generate income besides you know being a financial broker? Um I've I've started a few little business ventures. Honestly, most of them were just tax deductions, but they will turn into, you know, passive income for me as well. So, for example, I um, I bought a food truck. Uh, so, I, well, I bought a truck, got it fixed all up on the inside, got it painted, and basically I gave my sister a business. And uh, I, I'm basically, I'm the owner right now. I told her, uh, you know, she's going to run it. Once I get back what I've spent, I'm going to ship to her, and I'm still going to be a partial owner. But um, we're basically, she's going to make the bulk of the money, but I'm going to get some passive income off of it, right? So I'm going to get my money back that I spent. The entire amount that I spent on the food truck is going to be a complete tax deduction and I need it. Um, so, uh, and then once it gets off the ground and, and all that type of stuff, I will basically for the rest of that, the, that business's existence, I have a residual income off of it and I do no work, but I'm the one that started it. So I have that. Um, I rent out my rooms at my house. You know, I'm single with no kids. Even though I make a lot of money, I'm like, they pay my mortgage, basically. You know, um, and then I do plan on maybe having a few rental properties and maybe even start a few other businesses. But I'm all about, again, I, I, I really like that passive income thing. So I don't mind fronting some money to get some stuff off the ground. Um, and I just kind of write, you know, write up a contract to say, okay, I'm a partial owner and I get X amount of dollars off of, you know, it's uh, off of that business in perpetuity, meaning forever, you know, and that's basically, I don't know if you guys knew that that's basically what stock is in a way. So when you buy equity in a company or when you buy stock, you're basically buying partial ownership, which gives you a, a right to their, their uh, profits, which is what dividends are. So I just basically did that same thing. It's just not stock though. All right, cool, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. I invest, uh, I invest quite a bit of, bit of money in stocks and stuff like that. So, right. Definitely, that game is that game is a good game. Mm -hmm. Um, for that, with with what you just said, Rodney, is wouldn't yeah. that be called a bond? No, nah, no, nah. that's a that's if it's a if it was a loan, it would have been a bond. Since yeah. I'm a partial owner, it's equity. 
Yeah. All right. So, um, good, good question, question by the way. Yeah, good question for sure. Um, what? Uh, all right. So this is kind of like a, a, a you no know, two questions in one. What's the best advice that you've been given, um, in life? And then what's the best advice you can give back other than that advice that advice that that you've been given? Hmm. Best advice I've ever been given. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I've been given so much good advice. Uh well, what's I guess your favorite? What's my favorite? <laughs> Was that what you said? Yeah. I don't know. Let me think. You know what? I'm gonna say this. My mentor telling me to quit my job. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there's no way I could have accomplished all the things that I have over the over the past few years had I not been pushed off the edge. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, kicked out the nest. You know, pushed off the porch. Whatever analogy you want to use. Um, my mindset had to be broken off of employment and don't get me wrong i'm not telling everybody quit your job today you know i prepared for 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 me to leave my job but um yeah that was that was definitely a life changer because because it led to this all i can i can name other things that that kind of put me in that position too but definitely that's one of them you know um making the decision to quit my job and uh do what i do now for a full-time career um, now, one of the, the best advice I would give anybody is always, always, always for the rest of your life, have an open mind. Mm. The second that you start thinking you already know or you don't need to know is the moment you start declining as a person or your progression halts as a person. You will never know everything. Um, you will never do everything right. Um, and I definitely have to say, me being open-minded is why, why I've gotten almost every accomplishment I have. You know, um, it like being closed-minded is, well, for one, to me, it's like so unattractive for one. But the other thing is just like it's, it's, it limits your potential. Um, it takes away whatever opportunity might have presented itself at the right time for you. It, it is just like you could be in the right place at the right time, but you're the wrong person because your mind wasn't open to it. And so they just miss it. So yeah, my my thought, uh, my advice is forever, for the rest of your life, keep your mind open. If it doesn't make sense to you, explore it anyway. If you think you already know, listen anyway. If you think you're right, see if you might be wrong. Just try, you know what I'm saying? If you think you can't do it, try. You might be able to do it. You know, just always keep your mind open. I like that. Mm. All right. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. And last but not least, Jazz, do you have any questions? Um, what's the biggest mistake people make with finances? Mm. Allowing themselves to be brainwashed by TV, radio, music, all that stuff. Um, I feel like that is, or even society, that is directly the reason why people's spending habits are so terrible. 
you uh, uh for example and i'm this is gonna get in a long spill i'm gonna try to keep it short but um diamonds for example uh diamonds are virtually worthless it's just a rock but it's it was created to be valuable because there was a marketing scheme to uh sell them which where where people or where, where basically the company uh started associating having a diamond with marriage that if you go back a hundred years that was there was no association with diamonds and marriage but now everybody thinks that they and now women won't even marry a dude or some women anyway won't marry a dude unless they got a nice rock it's wasteful you know um and i'm not even saying that i won't get a ring for the woman i choose to marry but what i am saying is i understand that it was just a ploy and almost everything that we that that we're kind of choosing to buy cars all that type of stuff it's just marketing you know they they show you images to brainwash you into believing that this is something that you're supposed to be doing um and matter of fact to elaborate on that the same way diamonds became popular is how toothpaste became popular i know that sounds weird if you go yeah i know right you go back a uh, 100 years no you go back 80 yeah you go back 100 years most people didn't use to brush their teeth but I it was during yeah <laughs> and so during oh, war know, war didn't use the order back in the day either, all that stuff but i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you so uh during the world wars or world war one or two whichever one it was I, i'm gonna say one a lot of people weren't able to get into the war uh, uh you know they're doing the draft and they they're having to deny people and they need them but they're denying it because their teeth are messed up rotten all that type of stuff and so they're like how do we get people to start brushing their teeth they went to a psychiatrist or um whatever profession that was you know somebody who studies humans human we get people to like this stuff and basically you have to create a cue to show them that something's wrong and they came up with licking your teeth just doing that right there just licking your teeth and you just did it you see how you just did it jeff that's exactly what they did it for it's <laughs> like oh wait and that film that you feel everybody has it everybody has that film on their teeth so you look at it and you're like hold on i need to brush my teeth even though everybody has it on there so they first they created a cue to make you say hey i need to brush my teeth then they what they did is they attached some type of reward to it so they started showing images of successful men that were attractive that brushed their teeth and showing them with a successful attractive woman on their arm and now the women are associating to brushing their teeth with that's how you get a, a successful attractive man and the men are like that's how you get a beautiful woman you see what i'm getting at mm. now doesn't that sound similar to what happens with uh these purses and cars and all this type of random stuff right now in this particular case they were brainwashed to brush their teeth which was a good thing which we're cool with that <laughs> but that same tactic was used to get us to buy diamonds get us to buy cars get us to basically be reckless with our spending so uh, uh so well speaking of diamonds and rings can you mm -hmm. tell us about that big old rock you rocking on your hand oh <laughs> I, I I got that for making over a hundred K. Okay, okay. Yeah. I see you. Is yeah. it all filled? Look, let me see it up close. Uh, uh every every uh every uh hundred thousand I make, they're gonna give me an extra diamond. Okay, awesome. Was that a yeah. hard accomplishment for you? Uh I would say the beginning was super difficult because you know I had to make changes in myself. I had to learn more, 
I had to do a lot of work. I had to grow, learn. I had to learn how to be a, a better leader as well, um, because the reason um, business is doing so well for me now is because I was able. I, I've become so good at teaching other people, you know. And, and it's like uh, the folks that I'm teaching and training have just the same, or or have have had levels of success faster than I did. And to me, that's an indication of you know how well I've been doing at teaching because they can progress faster than me. Uh, when I was when I was kind of coming up, so yeah. Awesome, awesome. And just my last question: Are there any books or anything that you're reading right now that help contribute to your success? I know you were talking about mindset earlier, mm -hmm. um, and you yeah. know that's where a lot of people are lacking. So, do you have anything for us to help us get yeah, on I gotta, the right track? Right. Yeah, I got a, I got I got a, a couple books that I can think of off the top of my head, which one is uh, Grant Cordone, um, Sell or Be Sold. Mm -hmm. I like that is because a lot of people will say, well, I'm not a salesman or I can't I can't be in sales. And I'm like, look, bro, people don't realize that everything you do is in sales in a way. If you go to a job interview, you're selling yourself. If you go to a movie and you enjoyed it and you uh, or a restaurant you enjoyed it and you told somebody about it you just sold that restaurant or that movie you sold it right and what is selling it basically telling people that it's good influencing them uh to go do it right that's sales so you're already in sales you're just not getting paid for it okay right. and that's something i hear a lot of people market. say that um oh i can't do it because i'm not good at speaking or or whatnot but in reality, they can because they do it every day. Yeah, yeah, it's just on a subject. Right, right. They're just, it, you just got to get knowledgeable on the subject. Anything that you're knowledgeable on, on you can speak with confidence, right? Um, another book is uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, whenever you are in any type of, matter of fact, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It could be a relationship. It could be business. It could be sports. It could be your job, whatever you will for the rest of your life, unless you dig yourself into a hole and hide for the rest of your life, you will deal with people. And how successful you can be in life or or your potential has a lot to do with your ability to deal with people, your ability to um, deal with yourself, right? Which leads me into my next book, which would be um, Emotional Intelligence. I can't remember the guy who uh, wrote it. But there's two, there's a part, there's a first one, and then there's a 2.0. And uh, the book of emotional intelligence talks about how there's a higher correlation with success between emotional intelligence and intelligence. And just to kind of explain the difference, intelligence is more so your ability to learn, your ability to um, analyze, right? Uh, kind of almost like how smart you are, your IQ. Um, and then you have emotional intelligence, which is your ability to recognize and control your own emotions, along with recognizing other people's emotions and acting accordingly towards them, right? And so basically, again, that's dealing with people. So the higher your emotional intelligence is, really the higher likelihood of your success in anything that you're doing. Because, of course, we all come up with adversity. If you can't hold, handle that emotionally, it doesn't really ha matter how smart you are. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And so, I, I read the beginning of that book. I know, like, 
they they help you break down yourself first and then right. move you on into the success portion right and so uh if if i had to say don't get me wrong i think i'm a, a pretty intelligent person but i have a high emotional intelligence you know and me and jazz were actually talking earlier and she was talking about how she's always seen me just no matter what's going on always i'm always pressing for not letting anything really stop me or get me down for very long and she doesn't really hear me complain about anything about my life at all and it's not because nothing ever goes on it's just that because uh i don't allow anything to stop me like that you know um but like i said emotional intelligence well forward or like tell talk talk about that a little bit like how 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 do you have that emotional stress i guess from reading the books and everything huh well no i actually uh, found that i had high emotional intelligence after i read the book oh, okay. <laughs> i kind of yeah i kind of developed it over the years because you know just being transparent i used to have really bad anger issues mm. um i did not always have good self-control the upside of emotional intelligence over intelligence is intelligence is kind of limited whatever you're born with is kind of it's like genetic you know what i'm saying emotional intelligence is not there's no limit to how good you can get at that right that can be you could be level zero and be level 10 or 100 or a thousand you know what i'm saying there's no limit to that so all of us have the ability to become more emotional intelligence as opposed to intelligence is kind of what you got is what you got it might go up a little bit but not really um but why did i say that what was i getting at uh, you oh you said how did i get uh, right how did i develop it well i kind of just learned a few things on my own which was one of those things was my emotions are not helping <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It was just like, uh, let's say I'm doing something, I get frustrated, and I re I started realizing like being upset about it is distracting me from solving this problem. And, and I'm just like, I can't really function properly if I'm putting how I feel in front of what I'm trying to accomplish. So my that thought process kind of helped helped me do that. Um, Another thing is too, is, is the realization that almost all success or growth is also associated with discomfort or some level of stress. And, you know, like, like when I work out, um, like I remember people used to be like, man, you're so strong and fast because you like working out. I was like, think about what you just said. That sounds really dumb to me that you think that my arms and legs burning like hell is fun for some reason you know <laughs> but i like winning right and it's a part of the process and i understand that the more it burns besides of course you know not not going too far with injuries but it's just like the more it burns the more discomforting it is the more i'm probably improving right the times if you don't if you go work out and you don't feel any burn you don't get tired you're not going to improve at all you is was you know but the same thing happens to us emotionally and spiritually when we're going through you know life or whatever we're doing um pursuing a business venture um going through college whatever it is that junk ain't fun you know and um i just realized that uh discomfort is a part of growth and instead of hiding from it or resisting the discomfort i embrace it now and i'm just like hey I, I I now like it a, a little bit to go through stuff because I'm like, oh, I'm getting better. Oh, I know I'm finna improve. 
and I'm focused on the reward more than I'm focusing on the pain. You that know, was people one who, of the biggest advice that you probably gave me is, you know, with what you exactly with what you just said, do not run from the pain, but grow through it. And what mm -hmm. you just said definitely, definitely puts a whole new meaning for me to no pain, no gain. Okay. Right. That saying, it goes not only for working out, it goes for everything. Mm -hmm. Got it. That's very true. That's very true. Um, that's really good stuff you're, you're dropping here, Rodney, man. And I, you know, really enjoyed this stuff. Any final questions from anyone? No, man, but thank you so much for answering all of our questions and taking the time thank out of you your for yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, before we, we head out, you know, um, you want to go ahead and, and share the platform with Rodney, um, you know, any social media handles, anything you want to plug in before we uh, head out? Uh, I mean, if you guys want to follow me or reach reach out to me, my Instagram is uh, Rodney underscore the real deal. Um, but uh, Facebook is just Rodney Watson, Roman numeral two. So Rodney Watson, the second. For some odd reason, I'm like the only person in the country with that. I don't know what's up with it, but yeah, if you uh, look for it, you'll find me. Rodney Watson II, and, and you'll find me. Yeah. All right. All right. That's what's up. That's what's up. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on the show. Google us, Everyday Heroes. We in the mix. We're doing a lot of big things. We got giveaways. We got contests. It's going to be bananas. Trust me. So... <laughs> <laughs> Facts plus tax. So, from real name Winton, Jazz the Queen Lioness, Aunt of Dragons, and Rodney, this is Everyday Heroes signing out.